Welcome to the Venturing Deep Podcast. My name is Ama Kessie, and I consider myself a lifelong learner. With that being said, I feel that if you search deep enough, you can learn from anyone or anything. This podcast will take a look at remarkable founders, interesting people, and topics. Thank you for joining me for the sixth episode of Venturing Deep. In this episode, we will be talking to Joshua Wright. Joshua is a published author of a book entitled, I'll Help You Cheat, A Teen Study Guide to Life. His book has been getting a lot of buzz and has even soared to the number one new release in teen and young adult maturing on Amazon. It means so much to me that you stopped by to listen. Now let's get deep. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet Joshua Wright. Joshua, thank you so much for coming on the Venturing Deep podcast. I'm so excited for this episode, y'all. Joshua is the author of I'll Help You Cheat, A Teen Study Guide to Life. Okay, Joshua, are you ready? I am ready. Hello, Venturing Deep podcast. Thank you, Alma, (laughs) for having me. I'm super excited. I love what you're doing. And uh, let's go. All right. Okay, well, I like to start with this question. So I think it's important for people to know how successful people start their day. So how do you typically start your day, Joshua? I think my day is the most unsuccessful way to start a day. I am the guy (laughs) who, you know, yawns. I turn over left. I turn over right. I sit on the edge of my bed and I think, goodness, I have to go to work again. And I check my phone. I see what type of messages I have. I see if my mom is uh, adding to her list of things to do for me when I come over to the house. And then, I, you know, I wake up, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth. I may take a shower. I may rush and iron my clothes for the day. Uh, you know, so I don't I do not do a, a whole lot. I look at my iPhone notes checklist and I see, hmm, what type of things do I need to check off for the day? Okay, did I order that? cord that I needed from Amazon. Cool. Did I add those pictures to my press kit? Did I uh, email back to the person I'm trying to get a book to? So that's that's pretty much how I start my day. So no particular routine, just kind of goes with the flow and then hits the ground running. Goes with the flow. <laughs> All right. So I met Joshua back when we were both attending the same university. At the time, I think you were doing music, but I did not know you had a whole self-help book in you. So in your bio, it states that you had to overcome some turbulent challenges. You are from D.C., but you moved to Atlanta. Can you shed light on how you grew up? That's a story. That's a story. So, yes, I did move from Washington, D.C. when I was 16. When I turned 17, I was in Kennesaw, Georgia, which was a huge shift for me going from inner city Washington, D.C. to a place like Kennesaw, Georgia, which is a more diverse community, as I would say. But growing up in Washington, D.C., is where I got the foundation of who I am. The book itself, those lessons and those challenges that I overcome, a lot of it is from, you know, the Josh that grew up in Washington, D.C. That Josh was raised by a single mother. Her name is Sabrina Wright. That Josh uh, had a lot of different influences early on, like his granddad, or his golf coach, or the program director at the seed school, who have uh, all given Joshua bits and pieces of wisdom that I've mashed together. 
I've had challenges. I've had challenges growing up in high school, getting in trouble, suspensions, not realizing my own worth or my own value or my own potential until I was able to see things granted by certain opportunities. Um, the kids around me, you know, they all were challenged as well. We don't come from backgrounds of wealth or resources or a lot of influences that we can see that look like ourselves that are doing many things outside of um, promoting images that, that aren't uh, helpful to the mind and soul. So I really had to reach out to think about other influences that could inspire me to be who I am becoming. Because I'm not that person yet. I feel like I want to be, but I'm trying to learn and embody those characteristics who I would want to be in the future. Wow, that was that was so good. That is really true. You know, um, our teenage experiences is a compilation of, you know, things that older people have taught us. And, you know, we can pick and choose what we decide to um, take in. Uh, but yeah, that was that was really good. But so you are still in college, right? Yes. So okay, how was your experience going to college during a pandemic? Well, I honestly during the pandemic that was me getting back into school. So I started freshman year at Georgia State. That was in twenty seven, twenty seventeen, or twenty eighteen. Um, that is where I got into Success Academy at Georgia State. I started to do well. And then I hit this point where, you know, the first fall semester came and I was so excited about meeting new people and such a big world. And I felt like a, a small fish in a big pond. And I, I began to lose myself. I began to lose the core foundational things that I learned, just like that I mentioned in the book, that I learned these these qualities that just kind of disappeared. That led to me being impatient about school. It led to me being impatient about my own life. It led to me being a follower. It led to me losing who my core characteristics was. So I dropped out because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, pursue music. So I did internships. Uh, I did an internship at Reach Records with Lecrae. Did an internship uh, while I dropped out of school at um, Mean Street Studios with DJ Drama and things like that. And I worked at FedEx office, um, you know, working full time living at home and, and doing that thing. And that process kind of led me back to being back in school because I saw that I needed education in order to give me options. When I looked at the jobs that I wanted to get, okay, you need a degree. You need this type of certification. You need this type of uh, skill set. Couldn't have it. So let me get back in school. When I was out of school, the first two months after dropping out, I just was compelled to start writing this book. I said, Josh, you don't have a lot of people to guide you through this part of your life because it's a, a, a path that's been untraveled before. I have this quote, I say, you know, there's no GPS to life and I didn't have a GPS. So what if I can give to that guideless team, even though I'm not going through exactly what they're going through right now, what if I can get them through what I've been through before? I started writing. I'm not the most avid reader. I read sometimes. I read what I like to read. I like to write. I like to write sometimes. But this was something that I, I really, I'm thinking to myself, how did I do this? I sat down and wrote because each page was compelling enough that I felt like somebody needed to hear it. So yeah, I'm back in school. While I was out of school, I wrote the book. And in order to be a positive influence for other people, I just wanted to prove to myself and be the role model for other kids that, you know, education is the way. It'll give you options. It'll open doors. 
And so that was my um, journey back into school. Wow. I hope you know that those times where you were basically kind of like down and you dropped out, it's going to make your story, your impact all the more greater because people are going to see that you were able to turn it around. So definitely don't even think that that's, that that's a shortcoming of yours because it's not. It's, it's all a part of the journey. I want to ask, so what is your major now? So my major now is economics. Um, oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. So growing up, I, I really loved activism. I was inspired by that. I said, okay, well, I didn't necessarily want to do business, even though um, this business career field is limitless. But I really love the community development field. I wanted to know how things worked. So if I can't, if I can't necessarily, well, not, let's not say can't, but if I didn't necessarily want to work for a company, you know, looking at their supply and demand for their investments or things like that, but I can look and use those economic tools in order to build my community, seeing what type of policies will work in order to increase uh, education or dropout rates or poverty or different things like that. So I wanted to use that economics knowledge to to give back to uh, my community or communities of uh, impoverished or underserved people. You know, of course, for some people who probably have, have not read the book yet, um, since we're on this topic, do you have some, some, some pertinent advice that you would give to somebody who was transitioning into this, uh, into that time of, of college? Can you give somebody who is listening now something that they can kind of hold on to? Okay. So my mom gave. Hey y'all. I want to introduce you to an amazing platform that allows you to learn in short, concise courses. The platform I am talking about is Knowable. With over 200 expert-led courses, you have the ability to learn from a range of individuals who are crushing it in their respective field. With courses like Launch a Startup with Entrepreneur and Investor Alexis Ohanian to Plant-Based Performance with MBA great Chris Paul. You never know who you will learn from or what you will learn about. And I know you're like, Ama, how do you know it's good? Because I have an account myself and I love being able to have access to a full catalog. If you want to check it out, click the link in the description of this episode to start learning with Noble today. Now back to the episode me this advice when I was leaving high school. She said, Josh. <laughs> shout out to Miss Wright. Shout okay. out to Miss Wright. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she said, Josh, you don't have to go to high school or college immediately. You can stay home, work on your music and for a year and see where that gets you and then go to school. I didn't take that advice. I said, Josh, go directly into school, even though you don't know exactly what you want to major in, you know, everybody else is doing it. So why not go move fast, too? And uh, you got until sophomore year to figure out what you want to major in anyway. So go go down that path. I would tell somebody from my own personal experience, take your time. It's OK not to know exactly what you want to do. It's OK to not have everything that someone else has. It's OK to not have things figured out like someone else has things figured out, because in reality, everybody's mind changes. Somebody who you feel like has it figured out this week, next week, may decide that they don't want to do what they want to do. So just be focused on your life, your path. Don't get too caught up in what somebody else has. You're moving into your dorm. Don't get caught up in 
oh, I don't have enough accessories. Don't get caught up in I don't have enough clothes. Don't get caught up in I don't have enough money to stay on campus. Don't get caught up in all of these superficial things that you forget about who you are at the core. Um, Stay connected with family. Stay connected with the interests that you have, your favorite TV shows, the role models that you love and aspire to be. Just don't lose yourself. As long as you don't lose yourself, who you are, um, what you want in the inside, then, you know, you're going to be fine. No matter what life or road that college will take you down, you always end up back where you need to be when you just stay true to what's inside. If that doesn't make you want to go pick up the book, I I don't know what else he could say to make you want to go get that. (laughs) That was so good. Okay. And you know, when you said that, you kind of reminded me, um, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, but Lupita, um, she put out a tribute to him. And I remember she said this thing. She said, take your time, but don't waste your time. And it was something you said uh, when I, pertaining this to this question. And I'm just like, wow, like, you know, just take your time and figure out what you want to do. You know, don't rush everything, you know. Right. And, and even if you don't know exactly what you want to do in college or just life mm-hmm. in general, because, you know, life takes people down, uh, you know, different paths. I would say mm-hmm. that if you have a passion, you may not notice, you may not call it a passion, but, you know, you like to help. Uh, kids you like to inspire people so you know maybe you wanted to be a psychologist maybe you wanted to be somebody who works for a nonprofit and gave back to um, the community in different ways there's so many different things that you can do you could work for a daycare center you giving back and and taking care of the youth that's just your deep passion right but you may not have the job that you want to have immediately you may not have that opportunity to be in that specific program that meets your specific interest. But Chadwick Boseman, just to, as something that you said, mentioning him, he had this quote that said, passion transcends professions. So mm. if you're passionate about something, that passion can still be utilized in a different profession. <laughs> y'all, we giving y'all gems on this podcast hey, real we give, quick. We're giving, okay. we giving, giving you a couple of gems. <laughs> <laughs> So um, let's get into the book, okay? I'll Help You Cheat, A Teen Study Guide to Life. Actually, what was your favorite chapter of the book? I would say my favorite chapter is What's Your Why? Ooh. What's Your Why? That chapter is about realizing what you do something for. I feel like that's one of my most recent struggles that I've, I've overcome and I, that I really am passionate about talking about is, you know, what are you doing and why are you doing it for? Is it because you wanted to do what you're doing is because someone else is telling you to do what you're doing. You know, what is that core motivational thing that's inside of you that's that's propelling you to keep moving forward? You know, mm. it has to be based on what's inside of you because that's the only thing that's going to make something last. Another chapter that I love is, uh, I would say, hmm. <laughs> He's like, I love all my chapters, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I just love all of them. Uh, there's a chapter that says, uh, blame it on Mike. Um, I have a, a personal friend. I love him to death. His name is, uh, his, his name is Sam and he knows about the book. He's, he's cool. He knows I changed his name and things like that. But blame it on Mike is a story about how, um, you know, freshman year, I wasn't really into weed or anything like that, but my friend, he did it occasionally. And when I started that, that's when, you know, things started to 
go a little bit downhill because I would just use it as an escape mechanism uh, and, and really kind of just spiral out. So that's a story there. I have a story about, it's called, you know, it's about expectations, it's the second chapter. No, the first chapter. And I talk about how, you know, the expectations of my dad not being there were kind of gone. And it kind of strengthened my mindset about, you know, expectations for people and life occurrences and how you can't control anything but yourself. So when you realize that you can't control anything but yourself, you kind of feel more free about life. You know, you you begin, you get to have more happiness and just a Mm. peace of mind with just the decisions you make. So I I really enjoyed the whole book, but those, those couple chapters are, are really important to me. I'm glad that you spoke on each one of those because that, wow, I don't even have any words. Um, Also, you are incredibly young. Did you go about um, publishing the book uh, through self-publishing or through a publisher? Okay, so I went down the self-publishing route. I I noticed that that was going to be the less hurdles, the easiest route for me, and the one that would give me the most control over what it was that I wanted to put out. And so what I did was I didn't have all of the funds. Well, I had some funds, but I didn't have all of the funds to publish the book myself. So I decided to go through crowdfunding. I created a GoFundMe. I created a campaign, wrote down, you know, what it was I was publishing, why I was publishing it. And I sent it to family and friends. I ended up raising uh, $1,100. My original goal was $700. And with that, I decided to create LLC um, publishing company, Nindo Reads LLC. I decided to buy the ISBNs for the book. I decided to go and pay for the cover art editing, copy editing, all of the editing that the book needed. And then I decided that's how I published the book. It wasn't anything that was too complicated. I did a lot of research on what I needed to do. But yes, I did go through the self-publishing route. Y'all, he just told y'all how to self-publish. He just told y'all how you do it. Oh, look, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Joshua, one question I wanted to ask you is that you could have chosen any target demographic to write about, but you chose teenagers. Now, of course, you were talking about your own life, um, how you were impacted during that time. But is there any special sentiment that you possess for teenagers now? Like, is there something that, you know, kind of draws you to them? Okay, so... I'll get into that part, but I'll just start with, you know, I wanted to talk about what I actually knew. Growing up, creating creative projects, music, whatever I was doing, my mom would say, Josh, talk about what you know. So I decided to actually follow her advice this time and talk about what I knew. And that was being a teen. I've been through everything possible that teens could go through. Um, I haven't been through a lot of traumatic experiences, so I can't say um, I've been through every single thing that a human being can go through. But when it comes to self-esteem, when it comes to facing new life challenges, when it's come to being unsure about who you are and a lot of different things like that, I can tell you exactly what it feels like, how to get through it, what it was and what it looked like for me, and then how to navigate and make certain decisions in order to Make your life a lot easier. Um, and so I noticed that teens are taking uh, these developmental stages very rough. There are 
a lack of, I would say, mentors, people that they can actually connect with. Because adults, a 40-year-old talking to a 16-year-old, it won't connect. But if a person like myself, 21, talks to a 17-year-old, a person that's not too far removed from their circumstances, that can understand the way they communicate, if I can relay that message, then I know it'll click even harder to be able to have that type of direction and clarity that is even hard for me to look for right now. Okay. Okay. So Joshua, where can we hope to find you in the future? Writing more books or or what's next? What's next for me? Right now, I'm just finishing up school. Hopefully, uh, my plan is by next year to just be everywhere. You know, I know things take time to develop, but I want to travel to schools. I want to go to, uh, you know, community programming, juvenile detention centers. I want um, educators to order the book in bulk. I want to talk to parents about, uh, you know, how they could best communicate with their teens. Um, Honestly, I really want in the future to have a a nonprofit organization that uh, creates programs and opportunities for kids to travel, for them to, uh, you know, meet the people that they aspire to be, to um, have scholarships. Honestly, I want a whole just program that uh, people can indulge in and enjoy. Wow. Joshua, that's amazing. So you just want to impact the world in like the biggest possible way. Um, and that's that's just truly, truly amazing. Okay, y'all. So we've reached the end of the show. But here's the fun part. Are you ready for the speed round, Joshua? Speed round. I am ready. All right. Let's go. Okay. So if you had a TV show based on your life, what would be the name? Joshua Fernando. Ah! <laughs> Um, do you have a favorite book? Not your own, but do you have a favorite book? Um, I would say there's a book by Hill Harper, Letters to a Young Brother. And that is like a, a mentor book. Yep. Hey, for, okay. uh, young women, young young men. And so uh, that's a really good book as well. Oh, right. Okay. I might have to pick that up. Um, when you were a kid, what did you want to be? When I was a kid, I wanted to be the president of the United States. <laughs> well, that still can happen. That still is possible. Oh. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, favorite place to visit in your city? Hmm. Favorite place to visit right now is probably Chipotle. Yep. Chipotle. I'm sorry. I had to do that. You know. <laughs> um. What's your favorite? What's your favorite pastime snack? Junior mints. People think I'm crazy, but yeah, I kind of agree with them. No, I don't even know. Okay, <laughs> if you could sit down with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Mm, that's whoa! Wow. Can I name like two people? Sure. I would say I would want to sit down. No, three. I would sit down with Barack Obama. I sit down with. Malcolm X, and uh, this make him a surprise. I make sit down with Drake. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, if you keep on going on the track that you are, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to sit down with Barack and Drake. Okay, we gonna you know what? we gonna like claim that. that. <laughs> and um, also keeping up with the theme, if you could talk to your teenage self, which was not that long ago, <laughs> what is a word of advice you would give to him? Joshua, be patient. 
everything that you will ever want or need in the upcoming future will be resolved. Focus on what you have. Don't worry about what the next person has, what they're doing, or even being too deep of comparison to anybody else's life. You will get a lot further, a lot faster, just focusing on yourself and your own personal goals. Joshua, you need to save money. Joshua, you need to be less indecisive. You need to take more action and less thoughts about those actions that you can take. Just move in, I would say, good faith. Good faith that things will work out the way that you will want them to. Every challenge, everything has a challenge, but you just need to start. And yeah, don't worry about having life figured all out because, you know, every day is going to look different. So just insert your name into that whole, I guess, monologue and talk to yourself. Speak over yourself. Wow, that was so good. That was so good. <laughs> so um, <laughs> where can people find you and the book? So anybody listening to this podcast, you're already a cool person. So I already know that you're going to like it. I know that's um, right. Venture and Deep. Right? So cool. <laughs> Venture and Deep. So uh, anybody listening to the Venture and Deep podcast can find me on Instagram uh, and Twitter um, at by Joshua Wright. You can find uh, more about me on my website at nindoreads.com. N-O-N-I-N-D-O reads.com. You'll find the book everywhere. Uh, Amazon, which is the most preferable place um, to purchase the book. And you can get Kindle as well at I'll Help You Cheat. And you can Google it, the book at I'll Help You Cheat book. And it'll show up for you. So that's where you can find me. Uh, looking forward to keeping up with you guys and connecting with you in the future. All right, Joshua Wright, y'all. Well, that concludes another episode of Venturing Deep. And y'all know I got some takeaways for y'all. First one, don't forget who you are. And shout out to Lapita for the next one. Take your time, but don't waste your time. And the last one is from a chapter in his book, And I think it's a question we should all ask ourselves. What is your why? When things get a little bit challenging, your why can act as an anchor and it can help you stay motivated to keep going. All right, y'all. So you can find us on Instagram at the Venture Deep Podcast. If you want to talk to me directly, you can find me on Instagram at keeping it underscore Kessie or on Twitter at ama underscore Kessie. I am so excited to hear your feedback, questions for future guests or anything else you want to discuss. And could you do one thing for me? Share this episode with your peers. And if you loved it, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can reach more people. Special thanks to today's guest. And thank you to you as well. Because our time is our most valuable resource and you spent some of it with me. And for that, I am so extremely grateful. Until next time, don't be afraid to venture. Deep.